I hate introductions, don't you? But it seems like they're always necessary. So here goes. I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, mom, pastor, and missionary's kid, which is double trouble if you didn't know. And if you're in this space, we're here to learn about who God is, who we are in Him, and how to do faith in the real, meaning the real messy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to June. We made it through our first month of podcast. It's been exciting for me. It's been a month of growth for me as I am continuing to learn this and navigate this. And so if you're still around, thanks for being here. I, I value your presence and your time. So thank you. I have to give a shout out to my kids though. I have three boys. They are 12, 10, and eight. And when mom says she's going to take some time to record a podcast, they have been rock stars through this. They have been so cooperative and helpful. Now that I've said that they're probably going to crash this episode, but that's okay because that's life. So we'll see what happens. You might actually hear them today. They are currently outside. It's a gorgeous day here. So they are playing and enjoying the weather. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing some screams here and there as they pretend to have battles or something along those lines It's always war related (laughs) with boys. Anyway, Today in episode six, we are talking about the best laid plans and how we need to be ready to roll with the changes that God makes in plans. I'm also going to be sharing about some of what I've learned in that through our homeschooling journey. If you are not a homeschooler, please don't go anywhere. I promise this is going to relate to you. So just hear me out, bear with me. And um, I think we have some things that we can learn from each other here. I also want to put out this disclaimer because I I have found through the years, when we say we're homeschoolers, people are either excited about that or it gets kind of weird. And I think some of that is because of stereotypes that are out there about homeschoolers or the fear of judgment. I mean, it's funny because as a homeschooler, I can fear judgment from people that don't homeschool. But I think the opposite can also be true. If you don't homeschool, you might fear judgment from homeschoolers. And so I just want to put this out there first and foremost. I am not somebody that's going to say you should homeschool. What I will say is you should seek God's will and follow him in obedience. Whatever that looks like for you and your family is between you and God. And I'm going to trust that you're seeking God's will, period. And then You can count on me to support and encourage you through wherever God leads you. And so now that we've said that, let's get past some of the weirdness. Okay. And also just, just in case you're sitting there wondering and you haven't maybe been watching on YouTube, so you can't see the videos and you don't know, I don't own jean jumpers. I'm just going to put that out there. Nothing against them. It's just not for me, but just in case you wondered. Okay. Moving on. There's a quote we all know, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Have you found that to be true? It seems like in almost every area, no matter what kind of plan we're making, big or small, they are bound to be unexpected bumps or changes along the way. I think about this even with summer. I'm so glad summer is here. And there are so many things that I'm looking forward to this summer. I look forward to warmer days. I look forward to camping trips. I look forward to seeing some friends that we don't get to see year round. I look forward to blueberry picking. 
But most of all, I'm just looking forward to a relaxed schedule and some freedom because we're not doing much school over the summer. And yet, as I make these plans, I make them in full awareness that there could be changes that happen. I think, honestly, we've probably all learned this over the course of 2020, right? Because 2020 started with full calendars and plans for the new year and resolutions to be made and met. And then the world came to a screeching halt and everything that we knew as normal changed overnight almost. And so if, if nothing else, I hope to take away from that a, an awareness that I can put things on the calendar, but that can change and that's okay. I just need to be willing to be flexible. Homeschooling, how did we get here? That is a great question. One that I still ask myself sometimes as I look in the mirror after a long day and I feel frazzled <laughs> because I did not plan to be a teacher. I can remember being in elementary school and we would have those days where the teachers would say, you know, write down what you want to be when you grow up. I'm pretty sure I never put down teacher. And if I did, then I was not in my right mind at that time. <laughs> hey, all you teachers out there, you are superheroes, okay? Uh, incredible. That is a, a hard calling and one that I did not want to pick up. But God was preparing me for that journey, even when I didn't realize it. My husband, Eric, went to public school through high school. And then at one point during his high school years, he asked to be removed from the school and he wanted to learn at home. He was still able to be a part of band and enjoy some of those perks, but he had a great homeschool experience to finish his high school years. I went to public school loved my school until we moved and we lived overseas. And then I did a correspondence course. Um, my goodness, I think I faxed in my work. Anyway, that was my taste and experience of homeschooling overseas. And that was not a positive experience for me, mostly just because of my attitude. I didn't have any desire to be a part of that. And I made sure that everybody, especially my parents, felt that. So that left a very bad taste in my mouth towards homeschooling. When Eric and I got married, before we ever had children, we discussed if we had children, what would education look like? He was very open to the homeschooling idea. And frankly, I was like, yeah, of course you are because you won't be the one teaching them. <laughs> I needed God to do a lot of work in my heart and he did, but I guess this is a running theme as I'm telling you bits of our story. I keep keep being confronted with the resistance of my heart when, when God leads in certain directions that are not a part of my plan. Oh dear. And that just totally tied into the topic today. But we had our first son and he went to preschool for two years. It was a few times a day for a few hours, and that was a great experience. But at the end of his second year, the school did an assessment and they called us in and they said, he is not ready for kindergarten because he has not met certain criteria. And I remember thinking, okay, that's fine. He needs um, more help. He needs more time. And so for that reason, I will, I will do the homeschooling thing for a year. 
Public school where we lived at the time was not an option for us because it wasn't known for its great academics. And then private school was just not affordable to us. So kindergarten was a great year. One thing that I've learned about myself is that I absolutely love the preschool kindergarten age. If I could go back, I would probably do something along those lines, working with that age group because they're precious and so much fun to work with. So kindergarten was a lot of fun. You know, we did all the things, working on alphabet and starting to read small words and everything seemed great. Then first grade came and that was the year that we transitioned from Illinois to Michigan. And that was a really rough year, but I thought that was largely due to the upheaval that our family was experiencing in the middle of a school year. By the time our oldest reached third grade, we were well into the, there are some learning differences here and I don't know what to do with them and I, we need outside help. And I'll probably share more about the story later, but all of that to say when our oldest reached his third, his third grade year, I think that's the first time I really started to understand why God had allowed, um, laid the foundation of homeschooling for our family. Our oldest needs one-on-one -on -one instruction, and that is how he thrives the best. And then with the younger two, it just became, we'll take it year by year and see. And I'll be honest, not everybody in our life agrees with our decisions, and that's okay. They don't have to agree with our decisions. We have a lot of people that do support, even if they don't fully agree, and we have those that fully agree and fully support. But regardless, one thing that I am taking away from this homeschooling journey and this homeschooling story is that when we make our plans, it has to be, or it should be, in full submission to what God is willing. So often this, the problem with our plans is that they are me-centered. And it's not bad to make plans and to dream and to have direction. God has created us to be intellectual and to work in that way. It's just when my plans become my idol and become something that I'm clinging to and don't want to let go of, that's when there becomes a problem. And for me with homeschooling, my plans versus where God was leading us was the big struggle. Sometimes in all honesty, it still is. There are things about homeschooling that I love. I love the time that we get to have together as a family. I love the fact that I'm right there to have ongoing conversations with them about God, about the world that he created, about history, about science, about all these different things. And we're, we're having amazing conversations and that's so exciting. But I struggle because I am very aware of my need for God in this journey. And I hate to say that's a struggle because it really can be a blessing. It's, it is hard though. I'm just going to say it. It is hard to admit that I'm not capable at times, especially with homeschooling. 
when I started this journey, I felt this pressure and it was, it was definitely self-imposed this pressure that I prove to everyone that we could do this, that I could do this. I had met other homeschool families along the way. And there are always these amazing stories like, yeah, when my kid was three, he started to read and all of these things, it was like overachievement everywhere and thriving everywhere. And I fully expected that, okay, Lord, if you're leading us into homeschooling, that's going to be the experience. And look how great we're going to be. And then life happened and plans didn't go the way I thought they would. And kids didn't learn the way I thought every kid learned. And over and over again, I have been driven to my knees in absolute desperation saying, I cannot do this. And God, I need you to provide. Homeschooling is not a solo journey. Not for us. We have been so blessed with people that God has brought along the way to come around and surround us, to help um, teach our children, to help teach me. Our son in third grade was given the diagnosis of uh, dyslexia. So he has this learning difference. And I was very uneducated about what dyslexia is and what that means to learn differently. And at the time when he was diagnosed, I was struggling. I spent, oh my goodness, it seemed like every day Eric would come home and I would be in tears or our oldest would be in tears or we would both be in tears because the learning process was so frustrating and I was trying to teach him and I was trying to take care of the younger two and teach them. And, and I was so overwhelmed and so desperate for answers and desperate for understanding and desperate for help, but I didn't know where to find it. And God brought along Miss Jane and Miss Jane was our Mary Poppins. She came in and she helped equip me and she helped equip him. And she was the first step in going a different direction. And the wonderful thing about that is as hard as it is to be confronted with my inability, it's learning to depend on God's ability. I'm I'm sorry, I'm struggling not to get emotional here because in all honesty, I'm not sure even today, that homeschooling would be my first choice. There are many, many perks, yes, but it is a difficult road. And especially when I feel so ill-equipped. However, God keeps showing his power. God keeps showing his goodness and his grace and when I think of homeschooling for our, for our journey and my story with it, I would say the best way to sum it up is that when I am weak, he is strong. That is the ongoing theme. And it's been so cool this past year. Our oldest is in sixth grade now. And bear with me. I'm a crier. I cry in Hallmark movies. So you're just going to have to deal with it sometimes. <laughs> 
the summer before his sixth grade year. I was feeling very stressed because I wasn't sure how we were going to handle middle school. And there's so much pressure of being the one responsible for your child's education. And then when you add to that learning differences that we're still discovering about, um, it was just a very, there are lots of unknowns. And when we hit that sixth grade year, I realized, oh my goodness, this went by so fast and high school will be here before long. And then what? And, and it's, it was incredible because literally without seeking it out, God provided, he provided information about a charter school, an online charter school. I looked at the information online and I thought this looks like a good fit, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it will be a good fit for him with learning differences. I reached out. I had someone call me back. This individual who has, who has become his mentor for the school has multiple children with the same learning differences. So she fully understood where I was coming from. She also had a background in special ed. And the school, even the learning style of the school is exactly what our son has needed. And it has been an amazing year because it's been a year where I'm starting to see things come together, where I'm starting to recognize, oh my goodness, all those years ago when I thought that the plans were being messed up and I didn't understand what was happening, God was laying the, the foundation, the groundwork for this. And that's what gives me hope. There are many times in, at night where I, I will wake up feeling anxious. And those are times when I, I literally just have to call out to God and say, I, I can't even sleep. I'm so, I'm feeling the weight of this. Will our children be ready for tomorrow? What, what's the future going to hold? And the pressure of, I feel so responsible and I don't want to be responsible. I want somebody else to carry this. And I'm reminded over and over again, somebody else does carry that. And that's my father in heaven. And he will provide the material. He will provide the means. He will provide the people if I just trust him and take one step at a time. And that's what all of us have to do, whether you're homeschooling or not, whether you work inside the home or outside the home, in whatever area God has called you and your family to be, we will all experience those plans that go awry. And instead of freaking out, instead of overanalyzing, instead of trying to get things back the way we think they should be, what if we learn to say, it's okay, your will and not mine, and I'm going to trust you. And that's hard to do. It's hard to take those steps forward in faith because we don't have every detail of where God is leading us necessarily. But there's a verse, Jeremiah 20, 11. I will admit to you, I am the worst at memorizing. And 
And so instead of paraphrasing, I am going to read this directly from, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. In all honesty, there are times when the plans change, like with homeschooling, when that was not a part of my plan. And I'm thinking, Lord, you've got to be kidding me. I spent all those years in school trying to get out of school. And here we are back in school. And I think, are you sure that's not for evil? And then God shows his goodness and he shows his faithfulness. If we trust him and act in obedience, he wants our hearts, not our plans, our hearts. If we're willing to give them to him, I'm going to leave you with three, three things. When we make plans, let's make them based on this ideal. Okay. I'm going to make plans praying for God's will, God's way, and God's when. His will, his way, and his when. It's going to happen in his timing. He wants our hearts in it. So that's a little bit of our homeschool story. If you have questions, if there's something that didn't quite make sense, you're always welcome to reach out to me. I didn't really want to make our homeschool story about the materials we're choosing or anything like that because um, not everybody's choosing that path and not everybody's been asked to go that path. However, if you have those kinds of questions, feel free to shoot me a message. You can find my information at ashleyivester.com or in the description box below the video. But let's, let's just end this episode with this. When we're willing to admit we need him, that's when we start making our stories about him. And when we start making our plans about him, good things always happen. All right, guys, thanks for joining me again, and I will talk to you next time. Enjoy your June 